Hello, sci-fi fans. This is Denise Okuda from Star Trek. This is Michael Okuda, graphic designer from Star Trek. And you're listening to Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This episode brought to you by Michael Crate and James Husband. Special love goes out to Lee Kemp, who manages our Facebook page. If you like what you're hearing here on the Sci-Fi Diner, feel free to leave us a tip at patreon.com backslash sci-fi, spelled the right way. And by Audible. Get a free audiobook when you sign up today. Audibletrial.com backslash sci-fi diner. Engage. Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, where we serve up interviews, news, and our view on the world of science fiction. Come, grab a chair, and enjoy the conversations. I think we've got an unexpected guest. Rose, we're going, we don't need Rose. Guess who's coming to dinner? Hello, and welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. We're recording live at Farpoint 2019. I'm Miles McLaughlin, one of your hosts. <laughs> Sorry. And we're having a good time so far. <laughs> Neil just threw me off completely. <laughs> I snorted. So, Scott's definitely leaving that in. Yes. That's a given. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Miles. Hi, Em. Could, could our co-hosts kindly introduce themselves? Hi, I'm M. Sierra Garcia. I snort like a pig. Hey, Dave Sally. It's precious. <laughs> it's, I don't know if it's precious or just like, yikes. Um, my goodness, it's been a while since we've all been together. This is fun. It, it has. It is great to see you. And um, we, we, we had a Dave. We had Chrissy, who we'll see tomorrow. Dave, uh, we are Sam Scott. Uh, he is uh, taking his wife out for her birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Kristen. Yeah, so that's, I understand that. Um, but uh, I'm sure he'd like to be here, too. At least he's got a good excuse. He does have a good excuse, but that also opens up the next <laughs> 50 minutes for as much Scott trashing as possible. Yeah, so if we're roasting Scott a little, it's on a purpose. <laughs> We're still thinking of ways. Oh, we love you, Scott. Sometimes. Um, we've got some friends in the audience. We've got some stuff to give away. And then we have a special guest. We have a special guest in a little while, uh, Mr. Wallace Sean. Yay. So it'll be, be great to meet him. Awesome. So what was, what was your first feeling, feeling when you first uh, walked in the doors of uh, the hotel and you, know, you realized, I'm at a sci-fi convention? It is always a good time. I like any convention I walk into. It's just a nice. It's it's a nice feeling of I could be one hundred percent myself because these are my people. I can make uh, just bizarre comments and jokes and side things that are all very science fiction oriented, and people will get it. And I don't have to explain it, which does, as you know, like it ruins it when you have to explain it. It does. But it's just nice to see like all the creative work everybody does, to see the artists. I adore Rob Paulson. Um, and to meet while uh, his Sean is just, he's, as you put it, Miles, he's a national treasure. He's, he's just so talented and he's been in everything. So that'll be fun. That's going to be fun. And I made sure to put um, Dave between the two of us so that I don't giggle endlessly. <laughs> kind of like when we, like, when we interviewed um, Colin Ferguson and I put all of you between me and Colin Ferguson. So I wouldn't, you wouldn't share. I, I just, I didn't want to, to, you know, lose my, you know what, but I totally did. So it just didn't help at all. 
But we, I'm trying. We all have our fanboy, fangirl moments. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. It's good to be a fan person. Uh, I had a very surreal moment that would, uh, that's normal in a place like this, but someplace else it would be strange. Um, Darth Vader was behind me on the escalator. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here, that's to be expected. Anywhere else, um, you know, it's not. <laughs> I handed him my inhaler and said, do you need this? And the dude next to me laughed, but Vader did not. I'm not surprised by that, so that's exactly the response I wanted. <laughs> Just kind of this blank, well, it's a blank stare, but I'm pretty sure there's a blank stare behind the headpiece. Not only is this guy in a great Darth Vader costume, but he also has some some place on the suit the Imperial uh, Death March as he's walking along. It's just yes, that's that's some skill to build a costume that's got that kind of detail, mm-hmm. and then to take it one step further so that you have your own entrance music. That's how cool great would that be? Wherever you walk, well, something I, cool playing. When I run around the office and I'm, I, I've got stuff to do, I put my headphones on and I play music like I'm in a montage, my own montage for the day, so that I have fun. Like I have my my entrance music and my exit music, and I, I suggest that to everyone. So, what are you looking both looking forward to this weekend at Farpoint? This interview. This interview, and then right after our um, podcast. Um, Pinky and the Brain are going to be, excuse me, I hiccuped while I did that. Um, Pinky and the Brain are going to be just on the other side of that curtain. There's a big curtain in front of us, by the way. Yes. Um, they're going to be one. on the other side of there, and they are amazing. And I have a lot of, like, I, I even wore my, my Donatello um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles boots, which, here we go. I don't think you can see it. I have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Doc Martens, and they're the Donatellos, and I own all four pair because you have to own all four. You, you can't just have one. That's just, it's elitist. <laughs> um, you got to love all the turtles. Um, and because of, I've met Rob Paulson a couple times at cons getting things signed, and he's been so lovely and chatty, and when I ask him questions about doing voiceover work, um, I can report, uh, as of yesterday... That um, well, and thanks for the advice from a lot of great voice actors. Um, I have a gig and an actual paying voiceover gig. Oh, that's wonderful! Congratulations. That's coming up in the next two weeks, and I like some of the things that I remember that I keep in my head as I work on a script or I do any of that kind of preparation work. I a lot of the advice came from Ron Paulson, um, but there's just people who I study like Wallace is one of them too. Like he's a man of a million voices and his, he's just got such a beautiful iconic voice too, that like I have a lot of these amazing people that I've met at Farpoint to thank for that. Like Eve miles actually, like I sent her, we were chatting cause I had to do a Welsh accent for um, an audiobook, mm-hmm. and I sent her the clip and she wrote it back and said that was, she actually gave me a, an approval. So oh, that was joyful. Nice. So it's just all these neat opportunities. Like you can go to big conventions and you sit in a queue that's like 55 to a thousand people deep and you maybe get 10 seconds with someone that you admire here. Like you can relax a little, you can have like a nice chat and it's, it's, you get that nice personal moment. And I I do relish those. Those are precious to me. You said something about getting advice. I think anybody who is into something, if they want to further their hobby or whatever, coming to a place like this, you can find advice uh, on that. Uh, last night at a panel, I was talking to 
a couple authors for one of the Star Trek Strange New Worlds novel. I, I want to put one out of there someday. I actually have a story written. It's going through some revision now, but they said, well, just keep, keep, you know, you know, keep at it, uh, keep tweaking it, and then when when this contest comes back again, you'll you'll be ready to go. Awesome! Nice. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, that does. There's and there's tons of authors, there's tons of artists, there's artisans, and they make everything. There's jewelry upstairs, there's costume, there's cosplay, and then there's like Ren Fair gear, and then there's just any kind of gear you can imagine. Although I was really hoping someone would have like a superhero or sci-fi pajama store. Because you can't find them for grown-ups. No, and then can't. when you do, they're really tiny and uncomfortable. I need, like, actual, like old-school pajamas with the button-up shirt and the little trousers. I, I have a pair of uh, Avengers uh, pajama bottoms. I, I feel like that's what that's the only thing missing from here is a place where I can get high-quality pajam jams of my favorite superheroes. Yes, we need super superhero sleepwear for, for adults. Dear Baltimore Comic-Con? Who, and they're here too because they, um, they Farpoint. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. Farpoint partners with a lot of the other conventions in the area, so I love that kind of network family that goes on. So you can bounce around to all the cons and pretty much see everybody again and again. Yeah, I, I saw the shore leave table. They announced uh, three guests uh, that we're going to have so far. Ooh, who are they having? Uh, they're going to have Erica Durant. Uh, Probably most well known for Smallville, but also now being Supergirl on the Supergirl show. She plays a different character. Mm-hmm. Uh, she plays e- a mom. Yeah, she plays Supergirl's mom. Yeah, uh, uh, Ethan Peck, the, the the new Spock on Discovery, is going to be here. Nice. The other actor's name eludes me at the moment, but Alex um, say it again. Alex Molari. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, there's another one. I think he was he was Anubis. He was the, the actor yes. in the suit. Anu- yeah. So we have four four guests that are uh, for, we know for sure leave so far. Cool, that's fun. That's awesome. Have either of you done any panels yet? That uh... okay. I'm I haven't gonna, gone any. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna hit some of this afternoon. I had um, I couldn't make it till this morning, so um, I'm running behind. And there's a lot of good stuff on the schedule. Um, I tell you, so I didn't come yesterday, but I did go see the Lego Movie too. Mm-hmm. Which was amazing. So much so that after I left, I walked down to the Lego store and spent a bunch of money. Um, <laughs> nice. It was like lately this, the number twos of movies. I'm going to take us a little off track because it's been driving me crazy and there's no one else has seen it and I've got to talk about it, but I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, like uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2 was okay. And Fantastic Beasts, the second one, not really happy with that. So I went in because it's the second movie expecting like, okay, it'll be cute, but, and now I know why they've taken so long to make it, to to really put it together. Kind of like Incredibles 2. They really took their time to make some, it was ridiculous. It was so funny. So many in-jokes, lots of references. There's a, there's a cut on Marvel, which makes me laugh so hard. Um, I, this is the new Lego movie? This is the new Lego. It just opened yesterday, mm-hmm. and I went to see it, and I loved it, and I can't express to you guys how much you need to see it. And you can see it on the little screen, too, but in the big screen, the visuals are so well done. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's awesome. I also rewatched um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse last that, night that's I had on my a list. lot of expense reports to do so that's what i had going um <laughs> so i went to the movies and then i watched spider-verse and 
Have you guys seen that? No, but I want to. Yeah. Not at all. I clearly have too much time on my hands. You guys are super busy. I get it. But that's something, I mean, speaking of visuals, that was such a gorgeous, that was a feast for the eyes. Mm -hmm. It was truly like seeing comic book pages come to life. It was so well done. Well, while we're here, let's talk about what's going on in our sci-fi world. I just did. Okay. (laughs) I don't want to hawk it anymore. (laughs) What's going on in your world? I am finishing, I'm still working on the third Discovery novel. Um, Working on that one. Loving every episode of Discovery of this new season so far. I, I think they've really finally found a groove that fits fits its namesake. I do, going back to Discovery, I watched Thursday's episode early this morning when I got up. And it was so... I, 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 I'm going to echo what you said about they've really found their footing. The They're, on, they're three episodes deep or four? They're four now. They've created this wonderful little, it's kind of, and I, it's kind of Whedon-esque. You get these little like goofy moments, like when they get into the elevator. Hey, Linus. Oh, is that a cold? (laughs) Like just those little, and as everybody walks in, it's like, sir, 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 Linus, (laughs) just these wonderful little human, human, humanity moments, not to be like, not to be species specific, but just this kind of camaraderie and and yeah. and comfort with each other and i love christopher pike oh yeah i love him so much and because of what we know about the future he's gonna die but they all do eventually we, we but, feel even sadder for him now yeah. right and he's just so like they've really written him kind of in a charming way oh yeah is this like you guys have read the star trek books mm-hmm. is have you read any where it's um captain pike like, does this match up with what's in that environment? Yeah, to me, it, it's they picked up a lot of of his. I don't want to say his mannerisms, I think, but a lot of his his attitude and his the way he generally presents himself to the crew and the ship, and the way he kind of what he takes seriously and mm-hmm. what he kind of gets a little more lax with. Yeah, I I think it's. I mean. Sad we only had one episode of Jeffrey Hunter to, to really mm. compare it to, mm. but it, it's I think about as good as they could go, and thankfully with a character like that, you've got a lot of room that you could kind of do what you want with. Mm. Yeah, same same here. I think they've take because they're so they only have so little material with Pike. The writers have a little more freedom to kind of create his character a little more. I mean, we saw. The character of Pike in the first episode, he was burned out and broken because of a mission went bad. He lost crew, crew people, and you think, okay, maybe he wants to hang it up. That's what he, he kind of says. But then at the end, towards the end of the episode, he, he kind of, um, I don't know, gets his mojo back or something like that. You feel, you know, he he feels uh, um, re- re- ready to take on the world. So. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm liking this Pike. I think Anson Mount is doing a fantastic job playing him. Uh, as far as huma- the humanity of the show, one of my favorite characters is Tilly. I, Tilly, she's the best one. She's the best. I, I think the one, the the third episode where she run, she meets the, this. We'll call her a go this ghost, for lack of a better word, at the moment, and she's working out the problem in her head, and she she leaves sick bay, runs out. 
but then she runs the opposite direction because she went the wrong way. It was just, it's just like, I, I just like, I, I loved her more after she did that. There's, there's just so much raw energy behind her character and this desire to, to want to science everything and understand the science of everything. And she's, it's clear that she's made some mistakes, but she did it in search of knowledge, not because she's a bonehead. She's truly bright and she thinks things through to a point, except for running around in her underwear. Um, but she had an idea and she knew she could fix, I can fix it. I can fix it. And she went ahead and they really just, they created such a lovable character, especially since last season, mm -hmm. she was so quiet and so timid. And then she played the, the captain from the alternate universe. Right. And I loved her. I loved her as captain Killy. Mm -hmm. And I think that having, having gone through that experience really let her let some of her inhibitions drop so that she could just like science as purely as she wants to. Yeah. She's definitely a more, a little more fearless this season and willing to take risks even to our own detriment, which we found. But that, that, that's part of her charm. What about you, Miles? What's doing your sci-fi world? Well, like the both of you, I'm just enjoying discovery. Uh, a show I forgot to say something last time we were together. Uh, I'm watch, also watching a project blue book. What's that? It, it's on the history channel. It takes place in the fifties. One of the leads is he, he he's uh, he played Littlefinger in um, Game of Thrones, okay. but he plays this science slash college professor, and he uh, he was he's been subcontracted by the Air Force to investigate UFO sightings and strange phenomena like that, and so. He and another and an Air Force captain are going from place to pay, place looking at it, and um, it's a TV show, so they're kind of applying maybe that there really are UFOs that the you know and, and the government's hiding stuff and all that. So, but and that's fine. But but it takes place in the fifties. It kind of sort of explores kind of some of the social norms that were going on back then. Um, it's about four episodes in on History Channel, so that's, that's something I've been watching. I'm still enjoying the CW shows, Flash, uh, Supergirl, and um, um, Black Lightning. And I, and I just bought the new Discovery novel. I haven't started it yet, but I don't, but the one on Tilly, yeah. Oh, that's oh yeah. I mm -hmm. forgot that just came out, didn't it? Yep, that just dropped not too long ago. I get that in my nice. Mm -hmm. I'm still. I I tried to watch some of the CW shows. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it, I, it's. They've lost me. They kind of lost me. Last year with Arrow, not Arrow, Flash, and didn't his wife get powers? She got powers for a little while. Yeah, that that, that I haven't enjoyed all of the CW shows, but I've been w still watching them okay. at times. Um, and I, I've given up on uh, Arrow a while ago. What? What's? Yeah. Wait, and I, I haven't even watched it yet. I haven't like I just kind of I got it. I started watching Supergirl and thought, oh, I'm done. I just I. I need a good, like, we're supposed to get snow in D.C. next, on Monday, and maybe if we actually do get a bunch of snow and the office is closed, maybe I'll give it a try. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm really bored. The uh, crossover. Miles mentioned the crossover. Yeah, Elseworlds. Is like, it just, I prefer the Bruce Wayne style of, of, like, hiding in plain sight, just being an obnoxious tool that no one wants to be around, and then you could be a crime fighter. Yeah, I, I, I thought they are going to the well too often with Arrow, I, I, and that's why it kind of lost me. 
I like so Jessica Jones. We we're getting one more season of her, but all those Marvel shows are going to get shelved. Um, I think they canceled the Daredevil, the next season for Daredevil. Yes, they canceled a bunch of them. I really hope that they're smart and that they continue those in the Disney. Like, well, now it's it's their property, but like to continue on with those shows because they were so good. Although I can't get through um, Punisher because it's super violent. This season, yeah, I don't, like I thought last season was bloody, but I was all like episode two. I had to stop and just like collect myself because that's just horrible. Uh, I mean, it's good, but it's it's good storytelling, but it's very violent. It is very violent. Mm-hmm. And they they did. <laughs> there's and there's a level of that kind of like darkness. So like the first season of Discovery. I loved dark Star Trek. I loved raw, real Star Trek and Klingons who had no Fs to give whatsoever. It was amazing. And I love that it's lightened up a little bit, but the Klingons are back and they're bringing the houses together to form the big, uh, which is like, we could have a show on that as well because I'm having a hard time kind of figuring out the Klingon timeline because of like, when did Kalis like I, I'm a little confused, so I need to find someone who's conversant in Klingon history. (laughs) This is probably the place at Farpoint. This is absolutely the place. I think you might find one or two people. I could just yell out there, like, could someone please explain to me the history of Klingons? And, like, six people could come in. Um, But I like the lightness of it all. Oh, my stars. And you can even ask in Klingon. (laughs) Oh, did I tell you last year on my nerd cruise, I sang Le Vie en Rose, that very sweet romantic song. I sang it in Klingon in front of 800 people. It was super fun. Um, Oh, my stars. You do have the... God bless you. That's right. You were there. I got to sing with Jean Grey and John Hodgman, which was super cool. Nonetheless, going back to the darkness. I liked the dark... And I like the lightness that's coming this season, but I want want Captain, um, the, the woman who's with... 31 right now. Oh, Giorgio. Giorgio. Mm-hmm. I want I want that darkness to come back. I love the lightness, but I want the darkness back because I wanted that rich, not everything is shiny, we've just fixed everything in 42 minutes kind of feeling. Yeah, seeing them establish and cre- see paradise already created and established is not as interesting as them trying to fight for it. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I thought the end seat, the end, the end of season one kind of brought things back could because at the at least at least for Burnham at the end of the day all we have is our principles and this you know we need to we need to live up to what we say we are I am super curious what she did to Spock yes yes what, what? did she do I mean there, there there definitely seems to be something serious going on there. it has to do with the red angel thing mm-hmm. spoilers and, by the way if you didn't watch this last the last couple episodes or you're waiting for them to show up for free somewhere. Sorry. But Discovery is I, I, it has definitely embraced more of a original series sto- style of storytelling in their in their shows right now. When does the John Luck Pickard show come on? Either l- late. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's precious. Uh, Thank you all for getting that reference. This is why I like going to Farpoint. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, you see those, you've see, obviously seen that episode once all or twice. All of you know. <laughs> I don't have to explain. Probably early 2020, but they're, fil- but they're going to start filming it in April. What is it all about? 
not much information. Uh, we, we, I was actually at a panel where we, we talked about what, what might be there, what we, we hope to see. But uh, thinking is Picard is not in Starfleet anymore. and He's retired on the vineyard. That's, that's probably, yeah. But there's, the ramifications of what happened, they're sort of going to tie together what happened in Star Trek 09 with that supernova destroying Romulus. Uh, in the Prime Universe. Mm-hmm. They're not going to deal with what's going on in the, in the Kelvin timeline, but they're going to deal with what happened with, with the destruction of the Romulan Empire and maybe the power vacuum that comes from creating that. Uh, Em's giving me a death stare right now. So, <laughs> since it's not a video podcast, you can't see that my, my are you kidding me face? <laughs> what is wrong with the Kelvin Universe, sir? If that is your name. What do we got? What do we got? Do we need hours? We had a whole other show. Well, that'd be nice. Dave hates Star Trek, starring Dave. Go. I I have made myself, especially in recent episodes here, as the voice of the anti-JJ verse. (gasps) It's not necessarily so. Okay. it, It is still Trek, and I will still watch it. First and foremost, about ninety-eight percent of everything. But <laughs> there are issues I have with it, which most do. Um, but we'll that, that's put a pin in that for another we'll show. Put, definitely <laughs> put a pin in that for another show. Noted, duly noted. But uh, it is the nice. End of the Picard show we were talking. Oh yeah, right? I. Yeah. It is nice to see kind of that richness of Star Trek coming back because there was a point in time where I remember I could watch. I guess I could watch TNG, um, Deep Space, and Voyager. Like, there would be a week with three nights that we were glued to our TVs and running the VCR and trying to pause between commercials um, to watch Star Trek and to have that kind of world coming back. And I consider Orville in that world. So, like, the Orville is kind of a little taste of, like, really goofy Star Trek. And we have Discovery, and then the animated stuff is coming, and then it's just slowly building, and it's nice to have that that embarrassment of riches when it comes to Star Trek. Yes, it'll be nice to go back to the, the prime timeline in the TNG universe. We haven't had anything in over 15 years with that. Especially so. since the movies are done. Yeah. Because they they wouldn't pay Chris Pine or Chris Hemsworth what they promised them, so... Yeah, that's still up in the air. We may not, we, we may or probably may not get another t- Star Trek movie in the uh, timeline. Which, would, you know what? It, it belongs on the small screen anyway. Oh, Star Trek, yeah, it, I agree. It was best. So if I don't get another one for a while. I just got right. a 55-inch 4K TV, and I have watched all the Star Treks on it, and I want more <laughs> in my living room. Also, I did not realize how... Like, I didn't realize how big a 55-inch TV was until Chris Pine's face was two feet tall. <laughs> and I have always loved Chris Pine, but I pushed the couch back. No, this is a little too much, Chris Pine. <laughs> nope, sorry, Chrissy. Just take a step back. It'll be fun. Um, well, we got, well, we have some time. You want me to throw a few trivia questions? Yes, absolutely. Smurfly. That's so funny. I was just thinking that. I mean, like, I just got the iPhone 10. And you have to use your face, and you have to be at the right angle. And I'm really frustrated by this because I don't always have my phone like right up in my face. Uh, okay, so the first question in the film, The Fifth Element, 
How many scenes do Bruce Willis and Gary Oldman share? Go for it. Zero. Absolutely. Go pick a. You get. We have a wonderful range of comic books over there. Yeah, they're they're in sets, so feel free to take a whole set, or we have some, some autograph, autograph pictures. pictures too. Yeah. And then, what are you picking? All right, while he's shopping, well, I, that's rude. Hi, what's your name? Eric. Hi, Eric. This is Dave. I'm him. That's Miles. Hi, Eric. Nice to meet you. Hey, guys. I you guys to my podcatcher. This is a great show. Yay, awesome. this is Eric, guys. Awesome. Um, Eric's a cool guy. Eric is a cool guy. Okay. Um, ooh, how many of you watch the Red Dwarf shows? Okay. Get out. No, just kidding. <laughs> Computer's name was the Gibson. They needed to hack the Gibson and hack the world. Oh, Eric has picked the Deanna Troy signature. She was lovely. Good choice, sir. She is lovely. Yes. Love that, too. I have the VHS of that. Wow. There is actually... I have the beta of V. And V... The, I have the original miniseries and the follow-up miniseries on Betamax. That's hardcore. Yep, I'm old. Um, okay, this one's a space one. Which space shuttle was the first to have a full crew of eight during a flight? Nope, negative, Ghost Rider. Challenger is correct. Challenger is correct. Please share your name with everybody. Hi, Ryan. Hi. Ryan. Everybody, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Eric, Ryan. Ryan, Eric. Hey. Ryan, go pick a gift. Go pick a goodie. Um, one more? Yeah, go ahead. let's do one more. Okay. Oh, what was the name of the janitor in the breakfast club? Uh, it would be Carl. Carl. How many D&D players do we have? We have a couple. Okay. D&D was first published in what year? Bring it. At 74 is correct. Where your host here, Em, was only a sprightly three-year-old, adorable and curly, and several years later, she's here with all of you. (laughs) Who knew? Um, Questions for us? The question is, do we have any movies that we're looking forward to or stick out to us for 2019? Yes. Um, I am looking forward to Captain Marvel. I think it comes out in April. March. March. And um, Shazam is coming out soon. There's a new movie with Keanu Reeves. Um, the premise is his family dies and he, clone, he clones his family to bring him back. <gasps> That's right. That looks interesting. Oh, it's out? Okay. Uh, maybe I'll wait till that comes on Netflix or something. Yeah. I don't know if I'll spend money on it to go see it, but the... Mm-hmm. Um, for me... I want to see Dumbo because what's his? Oh, I've blanked on Tim Burton's Dumbo. Who knew that was going to be a sentence ever? Um, That looks amazing. Um, And then the Lion King was one of them. And then Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, 
I wept at the end of um, the of Infinity Wars. I was in just in absolute tears. Like this is the darkest place it's gone to. That I I, I just have I guess I haven't read enough. Uh, I haven't delved into the comic books that much, but I don't remember anything like this, having read that, reading comic books for the last, like, 15 years. It just left me heaving, and it was I was not expecting that ending where it was just him just sitting there and lights out. Frightening. Um, oh, and Far From Home, Spider-Man, a new mm-hmm. Spidey. What about you, Dave? Outside of the MCU stuff, I don't really even know what's coming out. Ooh, I, haven't paid, yeah, I haven't paid too much attention. I haven't had time to pay too much attention. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Episode yeah. 9? Yeah. Star Wars. Okay, so we're getting, we are getting new Star Wars. Yeah, we're getting new in this Oh, year. yeah. Oh, that's really sad that I forgot. Is there a title? No. No, not yet. Are we sure? Well, and Wonder Woman got pushed to next year, to 2020. Yeah. Okay. Which sucks. That's very disappointing. Yeah. Outside of that, that's really about it. I know the rest of my family is looking forward to Aladdin. Oh, it's going to uh, be so cute. Aladdin and Lion King. Lou, you're going to ask something? Yeah. I forgot Hellboy's coming out, too. The new Hellboy. Yes. Yeah, so the trailer for that was so... I was... But it, it fits. It fits for me. Um, I liked the other two, like, Ron Perlman, like he's amazing, and this is—I wasn't no—I didn't know what I was going to expect. So to have this is going to be great. This I'm gonna I'm gonna go because I love I love Tailboy. I love the comic book. Yes. Well, um, Mr. Wallace wasn't able to make it. Yeah, Mr. Wallace couldn't make it, but uh, we're glad you made it, and this was fun. Yay! Thanks Thank for, you, everybody. Uh, Thank you. If you've enjoyed the conversation, the owners of this establishment would love to hear from you. Send your comments and feedback to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash sci-fi diner. <laughs>